started off with Jordan Selleck. You are an Iron Man. Feels pretty good, right? <laughs> it's un- unfortunate. I probably said that to you too many times at this point, but it's uh, it, it's pretty cool, man. You were talking about it for a really long time. Took a it, long time to get there. It was a crazy journey over 10 months when we you know, got to that point in November. And it all actually started with Chris Nickich, who became the first person with Down syndrome to do an Ironman. And after I saw him cross the finish line at Ironman Florida in 2020, it just kind of made me think like, I have to do this. And then that was, I, I cried when he, when he, I teared up when he was going over and I was just like that, that dude has something special. I got to figure out what that's all about. So actually I, when we, you show me, when he showed me, he was like literally having it live and I had no idea what a big deal it was. <laughs> I, I didn't have an idea until two months before when I started to put it all together. Then I realized, wait a second, apparently this is difficult. <laughs> It's a it's a crazy undertaking, and I remember when you you shared that information with me, and then when you also said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to do one now," and I know you and Jing are very very busy building a business where you're traveling a lot, you have a lot of stuff going on. You obviously have two kids, crazy time, and you say, "You know what? I'm going to do an Ironman at the same time." Little nutty, little nutty. <laughs> I, I signed up to it without knowing. Yeah, <laughs> I signed up to a meeting. Jordan signed up, and then he he uh, he sort of asked me to be in it as a support crew. You know, register first, tell the family later. Um, so we we registered for it, and and I, I honestly did not know what an Ironman truly was in terms of the gravity of the event with. Mm-hmm a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then 26.2 mile marathon to follow that. You know, just the numbers didn't compute until the final months when we had to start putting it all together. And then I realized this is actually something that's difficult. That's why the cutoff time is 17. Yeah, it's a 17 hour (laughs) cutoff time. And to kind of give the facts and figures here. So um, my swim for 2.4 miles took over two hours and there was a two hour and 20 minute cutoff. 400 people didn't finish that swim. Then you go into the bike and mine took seven hours. Then the marathon and mine took, you know, I think it was around five hours and 15 minutes or so. And it, it, I didn't even know how to train for this. I didn't have a bike. I, I didn't have a bike until two months before the event. I I think it's, it's very fair to note here that not only did it, it, it didn't just take you a long time because you're a bad swimmer. That swim course was terrible. The waves were crazy. I mean, some of the, the professionals and like very, very good age groupers were complaining about how difficult it was. The fact that you made it to the time threshold was was remarkable. And then to, to come on your question on the bike, uh, you did an Ironman on a road bike. And now I've also done an Ironman on a road bike 
And I know that you and I would advise everyone we know never to do that. Never to do that. <laughs> that's just making it twice as hard. So after you're out in the water for over two hours, you get on the road bike, which is your longest part of the day. Yeah. So on the swim, I was in the group that was targeting an hour and 15 minutes. And the swim, it was two laps around a pier. Mm-hmm. The first lap was one of the most difficult physical experiences I've ever had in my life, not because of a mosh pit that was saying about that, that didn't happen. That only happened around the turn buoys when everyone's yeah. climbing on top of one another, trying to get around the turn buoy. And then you have the chop because of the current. And then you have the waves. I, I, I actually didn't recognize what I was going through because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. And when I get done with that first lap, my mom, who was also there with Jing and our friends and the family, apparently she started to tear up because she's never seen me that bad. And so I get out of I get out of the first lap. I'm like, all right, done. And then, you know, they said, no, lap two. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm into lap two and I, I had to find a different game plan for this. And so my game plan was do 10 strokes and then look up, but do not look up before 10 strokes because it was so difficult. And I, I was, I felt like I was doggy paddling in a, uh, in a washing machine full of salt and just being hit on every single direction. So I had to find some type of stability for that part of the course. What what was going, what was going through your head at at that point? And, you know, I've, I have the pleasure of, of being friends with you both. So I know that your training involved, you know, pushing, pushing your kids in the stroller and doing family runs on the weekends and taking turns with the kids. Like what was going through your mind when you were swimming? I mean, was it thinking about that stuff? Was it thinking about Chris? What was, what was keeping you going? Um, I honestly, in the first lap was so confused and so overwhelmed that I I didn't think of anything. I, I literally just survived that first part. Mm-hmm. And then the second part, it was just that swim thought of yep. 10 strokes, then look up and think about nothing else. So uh, that was the first time I had worn my wetsuit. Actually, I'm sorry, the day before I wore my wetsuit. Also not advisable. <laughs> also not advisable. <laughs> Um, I am not a professional athlete. Do not take this advice as such um, and do everything opposite of what I say. Um, And so actually then on the bike, you know, when being out there, so 70 of the 112 miles were strong wind. I, I, it's like, we couldn't even catch a break no matter which direction we were going. And on top of that, being in that particular position on a road bike, it puts even more um, undue stress on the body. Yep. And so you get done where, as you're going through that, you, you, you kind of go through this wild exploration of thoughts because you don't have music. You don't have audiobooks. You can't carry your cell phone. Yep. And so you're spending seven hours on the bike chilling. Think you're just watching butts fly by you as when you're on the road bike. And you don't, you don't get to see, you know, any of your friends or family, right? Because the bike course is just so desolate. So, so what was keeping you, did did you have another cue for your bike, like the swim or what was keeping you sane during that piece? Um, During, during the bike piece, I I think what I, 
had to do was to break it into pieces because it was so long. If you just think I have six hours and 50 minutes left to go on this, you'll, you'll drive yourself crazy. And so just like a lot of things in life and in business, you just have to chop it up into small pieces and say, okay, I know it's around 15 minutes to get to this next station or whatever that piece is. So I, I, I get off the, the bike and as you're getting off the bike, then you realize that you have a marathon to do. And so put the bike equipment, change, change into the running gear. And I'm not going to lie. I was just probably in that mental state. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, do I really (laughs) marathon? And I was just not in a good mood the first two to three miles. My legs hurt. And then I found somebody who had run 50 plus marathons and I just wanted to follow that person. So on the run. So you just started to chat people up while you're running the marathon. Sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was, you know, a little bored. I I was updating Mike and the team. Oh, where Jordan is. And then the speed and then everybody's watching. It's like, Oh, Jordan started at like 10, 30 minute miles. It's not a bad pace. And then slowly he goes down to 13 minute miles. Yeah. I, I was like, what is going yeah. on with Jordan? He's, he's just chit-chatting. He's holding court. Yep. He was just chattering. I'm just <laughs> hanging out with people, you know. Zone two means I love you it. have a, a talking pace. I want to keep it in zone two. And I, I, I met some incredible people out there. For example, one guy who this was his second Ironman and he's like, I'm 57. I'm just the last one I'm ever going to do. And I just really want to make sure I get through this. And so on that journey together, he was really struggling. And I, you know, wanted to do my part to really encourage him to say, Hey, just focus on that lamppost. Just focus on that stoplight. Let's get to there. Can you, can you give me 30 seconds of running here? And then let's, let's walk for 30. And my, my goal when I was out on that run was not to do a particular time because my only goal for that day was to finish the race before 17 hours. It was not to do a marathon in a certain time or a bike race one. And so I really wanted to experience that event to the fullest extent. And for me on the marathon, that meant getting to know people because there are a lot of people who are walk, jog, walk, jog. And that was a great opportunity to, to, to be with each other. One person, you know, if he successfully completed, then a hundred kids in Guatemala, were going to get beds. And so like, I wanted to learn those stories and, and why people were there, what their motivation was. And one of the most interesting parts of that experience on, on the run was to see how encouraging people are to each other on the course. Yep. Like people would start to run past me and when I was walking and say things like, pick your head up, keep going, let's go, etc. And you just feel a new sense of community when you're there. Yeah. Um, Apparently the um, Ironman and triathlon crowds are, you know, a little different and very welcoming community. Because the, the individuals and the families just go through a completely different experience when you're training for six to 12 months for this type of event. And it it turns out not to be about the the finish line in Mm -hmm. retrospect. It's about the journey when, you know, waking up at 4am, 
go to the YMCA, swim, or in my case, also get on the Peloton. And, and then, you know, oh, hey, Jing, sorry, I, I knew I was going to be supposed to be out the door by 7 a.m. on Saturday, but it's 10 a.m. Would you mind watching the kids for, <laughs> I don't know, four hours? Yeah. And going through that together as a family. You know, Jing, obviously being a business partner and a support system with the kids, but also supporting both your and Jordan's athletic you know, pursuits. You know, how, what did you, what did you take away from this experience? And Jordan, what did you take away? Gee, um, I took away my own, I took away, how do I put it? That I want to do my own. Um, so, you know, this year is last year was focusing more on, more on supporting Jordan and finishing his first Ironman. And this year would be, uh, more focusing on me and me finishing my first. So, so, so it was it was fun to see Jordan do it. You say, I want to do that too. <laughs> I, I know. I, you, I you never in my life was I thinking, oh, I'm I'm this competitive, even though I I did, you know, a little bit of competitive. She, sports. she didn't want me to be the only one experiencing that. Thing. I was like, I I want to steal your thunder. <laughs> but that that truly was one of the big learning experiences through ten months of training as a family was that it was no longer about me. It was about we, and because you, it's so difficult to do this by yourself, especially with the broader context of our family, running the business, running the nonprofit and training for an Ironman, which can take, you know, 10 to 20 hours a week. When you're in the final weeks of this, you're doing 20 hours and Absolutely. you yeah. can't do this yeah. by yourself you know, and within a family unless you're just going to be a negligent family member. Yeah. I, I think oh, you're it, completely single and don't have to take care of. Which is fine. <laughs> not our situation. I, I think it is similar to, I asked you this question, Jordan, long time ago. I asked, if you did not have a family, do you think you would have successfully built a business? And you said, no, no. because actually having that responsibility and in, in playing a role in the family, um, encourages you to even squeeze more time to be more focused because of that. So um, I, I truly love how you guys have sort of included your children in the process. I know both, uh, both of the, the kids are, are invested and now you guys have started to do running uh, races together. Uh, you yeah. guys did the marathon. Tell me a little bit about that. So last weekend, we went to Fort Lauderdale and Jing did her first marathon, which was a huge accomplishment. And a big one. She, she trained for three months. And for perspective here, Jing had, Jing had never done a half marathon race. She had never done a marathon race. She, and, and so it was first registering and then figuring it out. Same thing with Myerman, register and then figure it out. You will find the bike, you will find the wetsuit, you will find the nutrition plan, you will find the community, you will find the money. Like there are, I think one of the, one of the fascinating parts about this whole journey is that every time we wanted to think of an excuse, we would just see somebody else who would nullify that excuse. Like, you don't, yeah, you don't have a leg. Well, guess what? We find plenty of people don't have a leg or any legs and they still do an Ironman. Um, or you have some type of disability uh, or like, like intellectual disability, such as Chris Nickage, and then he does an Ironman. 
Um, or people don't have money. Well, there are foundations to pay for that. You don't mm-hmm. know how to swim. Well, there's a long list of people who didn't know how to swim before they did an Ironman. And they figured it out in three months, six months, 12 months. And so, you know, going through this, uh, going through this journey, you know, just really started to highlight the fact that there are so many reasons to do something difficult like endurance journeys. And 99% of excuses uh, can be easily found to be false. I, I, I love that. And I think the, the notion of just doing hard things and, and for one, you know, doing hard things together, whether it be your family or the, you know, the triathlon community or, you know, like the 51 vets organization, right? Like finding, finding those different tribes of people that you can surround yourself with that are going to push you. You know, that's a big theme, I think, you know, for the two of you and, and what you guys have built, which is, which is pretty remarkable. And, and I appreciate that. And what we're, that, that highlights what we're trying to do in life here, which is we, we have our business and we have our team that we're growing and we want to invest in them and their careers and our business. But with our community impact with 51 vets are now at the Kyle Peace Foundation and then our endurance stuff, like we don't want to fully block off these areas of our life. We want to integrate them. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if we go a little bit slower with the business where, you know, we, if we were spending those extra 10 or 20 hours a week, could our business do an extra million a year? Probably, but we're never going to be 38 again. So why not live this time the best we can with our two-year-old, our five-year-old, we're 38, our bodies are feeling great. And we want to do endurance events. We want to give to our community. We want to grow our business at a reasonable pace because we're never going to be this at this stage again, or Mm -hmm. it's less likely to be at this stage. So after the November Ironman and after this Fort Lauderdale marathon that we did on February 20th, we now have the LA marathon on March 20th. And then we have Jing's first half Ironman in May. And then we're going to France in June for her for her second half Ironman and my uh, second Ironman. And then we're doing the November Ironman in Florida. Wow. So two, we have a, two Ironmans in a year. Full race, full <laughs> race schedule. And we, uh, we have a, a new goal of also becoming the first sponsored athletes in the MA community. <laughs> ah, so sponsored athletes in the MA community. Okay. If we can do something like 2,500 a month of sponsorship or $5,000 a month of sponsorship, you know, that covers flights, that covers registrations. And then, you know, that content is going out over LinkedIn to our community. And so, you know, like when we're doing our nutrition, like, you know, this is sponsored by this accounting firm, make sure you get your numbers right and your nutrition, or, you know, we'll, we're going to find a way to be creative and to yeah. do it. And um, I think that this experience has really taught us that we can do it all and we can do more as long as we have adjusted expectations on what success looks like. And as long as we're still staying focused on growing the family 
and making sure that we're putting an Ironman effort or marathon effort into being parents and to investing in our colleagues. I, I, I love it. I, I think we're going to have to turn this vlog into a series and we're going to have to check in after each of these events. LA Marathon is a very cool event. goes right through basically every every little area of, of LA. So that'll be fun. Like and 13,000 people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 no was, <laughs> I was lucky enough to run it a couple of years ago and it's it's a, it's a fun event. Yeah. Um, yes, it, it goes from the Dodger Station uh, Stadium to Century City, go through Hollywood, go through Sunset well, uh, Beverly Hills, and then ends in Santa Monica. So, for example, with that, we could say, hey, this mile is sponsored by whatever. <laughs> this next mile, the last mile, when you don't think you're going to get finish it, that's what we are most expensive sponsorship. So we can- <laughs> uh, I, I like it. I love I love the drive. <laughs> Can sponsor the longest block of time. Yes, true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think you know our 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 re, our call to action here for anybody who's listening is if you have thought about doing a five k or maybe ten years ago you did a marathon and you want to get after it, like you can for this Fort Lauderdale marathon. My friend, his last marathon was literally ten years ago. Yep. And he had three months to train. Yep. I met somebody in a cafe who I didn't even know about. And she saw Iron Man on the back of my computer. So she came over me and she said like, hey, that's really inspiring. Like, how'd you do it? And we talked a little bit. And I was like, you know what? You said it's inspiring, but are you going to do this or not? <laughs> <laughs> because you told me it's inspiring twice, but inspiration without action means nothing. So she did register for the marathon in Fort Lauderdale with five weeks notice. She has never run a half marathon. She's never run a marathon, but she signed up. My buddy who hadn't done a marathon in 10 years, he just signed up. And both of them finished. And both of them finished. I would love to see a list at the end of this year of all the people that you convinced to do uh, an endurance <laughs> event. I'll tell you, the, 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 the list is going to be a lot longer than those who I message and, and they ignore me like I'm defriending. <laughs> hey, it's- we also, we, we are going to the LA Marathon because one of our friends also signed up because of Jordan yep. nudging him and say, hey. And he said, inspiring. And so he said, he, I have says, a, he signed up. He, he had no idea how long a marathon is. He also has he a, a separated collarbone and his, and he said, I'm, I'm still doing this. Yeah, he said he's crawling through. Oh, and there <laughs> we go. <laughs> wow. So this might be the first episode of Mr. Alberts. I love it. I love it. I, I appreciate you guys letting me, uh, letting me ask you about the journey. And I'm, I'm very excited for the, for the year here to come. Thanks so where, time. where can people follow the journey are you going to post this information somewhere where can they follow yep. it we are going to post this on my linkedin profile primarily and okay. then we'll be emailing people on our distribution list and so if they're interested they can reach out and if they want to be part of something and they don't know what it is that's fine we're happy to support and coach in a very amateur way in a <laughs> and we will figure this out together that's our message Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm sure you guys have cobbled together some good resources that, that you can refer people to. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Well, con- congrats on, on the marathon guys. Congrats, obviously on the Ironman Jordan, and uh, I'm excited for, for episode two. Thanks a lot. Thank you. See ya.